Hey. Hey, bro, you party? How you getting on? You party? It'd be a lot cooler if you did. My voice sounds great. I love that now. I'm into that. Happy 420, guys. That's all I'm saying, right? Fucking hell, that's all I'm saying, right? Happy 420. Well, it's not. It's, 4, it's 421. And technically, when I'm recording this, it's 417. You guys still don't know what I'm talking about? <laughs> well, let me spell it out for you, bro. I'm partying up in here. Look, I'm celebrating 420. I'm celebrating 420 with this podcast. I thought to myself, this podcast, I think, comes out... Oh my god, this podcast is going to be released on April 20th, International Stoner Day, right? And I thought, I should do a special edition podcast for it. Of course, it's 421. It's coming out. And I'm, as I said, recording this early in case I mess it up, because... Look, I'm partying, and that's all I'm saying. I'm not going to tell you exactly what I'm doing. I feel like I can hear my own heart right now. This seemed like such a good idea up top. And it is great. Look, it's that day of the year when you can just tay. <laughs> this is awful. This is awful. But I'm going to power through. Maybe I'll... This one might not be fucking raw. This one might not be fucking raw. This one might be a little bit more... <laughs> a little bit slower. <laughs> hey. Uh, don't worry. Look, this is the thing, right? When you're partying. And this this might not sound like a party you want to go to. <laughs> this might sound like the worst. <laughs> I say, hey. This might not sound like a great party, but... Um, <laughs> oh, it's going to be tough. Right, I can edit this later. I can edit this later. Let's just get it out. Right. Don't you worry. In my... In bloody... What, what do I call myself? I'll call myself... <laughs> I will call, Gary's... Gary is almost like... You can't even hear Gary. You can't even hear Gary. He's not getting through. It's too hazy in there. Gary can't even actually tap into what I'm thinking about right now. This could be fun. Let's see if we can get Momoa out to Parity par- as well. <laughs> right. fucking blind boy for the number one spot of top podcast and dawn um so i need to get my shit together right so what i've decided to do in honor of 420 or as we would call it 24 because we use the appropriate uh measurement arrange what the appropriate monthly we (laughs) the month is the second one do you know what I mean? Like 9-11 would be 11-9 for us. The month. Why would you ever go the other way? Why would you ever be like, month, give me the month first. Um, and yeah, and right. And the day as well, if you want. I don't care. And then the year. Does that make sense? Zingers. Zingers or clangers. The new game show with Tony Cantwell. Or I'd say something there. Uh, went to the shop. Clanger, not a zinger. That's my new game show that's going to be on the Orchie player uh, by Christmas time. We're doing a Christmas edition. I have a too big glass of water here. It's about three liters. Did you hear that? <laughs> about three liters of water in this thing. And I haven't, I've, I carry it around all day and I don't get through the whole, I don't even get through the whole thing. But, um, clinger, cling, <clears throat> clanger or zinger. Right, Georgia Salpa. Um, Georgia Salpa, tell us a joke about. Tell us a joke about makeup. <laughs> what 
Well, you know, sometimes I'd be putting so much on, I don't even know who's underneath. Clanger. Um, this is some ambitious improv for the state you're in, Tony. Anyway, I, I have a couple of topics anyway. So this party, and it might not sound like a party, right? Can we liven it up? Probably not. Probably not. No, this is it. Um, I think the key to this podcast will be just staying in. Anyway, what we're talking about. You, you do you party? I remember the first time partying, right? And um, I thought that my hands were incredible. They thought they were incredible. I remember just looking at my hands, just laughing with joy, laughing with joy about the dexterity of my own hands. <laughs> do you know what? For this one, I think I might have to have some kind of like low royalty free kind of like reggae or something like that in the background or like chilled smooth jams or something, you know, like you'd see in the back of an unboxing video. Boom, tick, tick, boom, tick, tick. That's more. That's that's a bit of an that's a bit of a faster beat than I think. Boom. No, what would you have? What's a good unboxing video trap? I mean, with the iPhone 10. <laughs> yo, yo, I just got the Samsung Galaxy Pro XS. It's got nine cameras. <laughs> if I wasn't partying right now, I'd come up with way better names for those phones, right? But however, I'm going to start writing YouTube YouTube uh, background music. There used to be really funny background music on American British sex, sex, sex. English sex, sex, sex. You'd see that on um, Sky One. You had all the shows on there. You had Yankee Panky. You had Naked in Westminster with the Catman. And you had, you know, British sex, sex. And they used to have a song in the background that we used to always sing. The lads, you'd have a guy, hi, my name is John. I put the condoms in the condom machine. And then this music would play. Do, 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 Or it'd be something like, hi, we're Rob and uh, Siobhan. And we like to have sex atop our barge. Do, 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 do. Sex, sex, sex. And then it would like ask people on the street of like Newcastle. Would you ever give a blowy? Would I ever give a blowy? I, I might, yeah. Sex, sex, sex. <laughs> <laughs> the heyday. Before bloodyporn.com, am I right? Before bloodyporn.com. You go on Eurotrash, you know. Or Yankee Panky. Between Yankee Panky and, um, what's her name? Shirley Temple Bar, you know. There were still some good queens. There were some good queens on TV, you know. You had the American one from Yankee Panky. Very confusing, very fishy, very fishy. And you had um, Shirley Temple Bar, who, who I might, I might, you know, if the night was right. <laughs> um, what am I saying? I know what I'm saying. I just got embarrassed there because I said you want a Yankee Panky was a bit off, right? Confusing. It's confusing. You know? <laughs> but you'd be there. I mean, anyone you know, ask anyone you know what kind of almost getting caught watching Eurotrash, you know, story. Everyone's got a story. People fucking sprinting over to the TV to fucking knock it off. You know? Uh... That's the only one I could think of off the top of my head. I'm sure people have way better stories. <laughs> I don't know if I have one. I think I almost got caught wanking, um, watching just porn. I, mean, I used to, I used to have this massive. We have, we had a desktop PC, right? I've said this on on in my stand up before, but uh, I when you were trying to go online to like look at porn. <laughs> 
Like, yeah, obviously it was a desktop computer, right? It wasn't a, I feel like this is a very bad idea. It's trying to do my existing material while I'm partying and then doing a piss poor version of that and then not being able to do it on stage ever again. Um, no, but I will say this. <laughs> I'm out so dry. Um, we, in our gaff, we had like a desktop PC. Everyone had a desktop PC. You didn't have a laptop, whatever. You, you know, you couldn't like be bringing your computer in the bedroom or moving where you were. You know, you couldn't move to the sitting room or move to the bedroom with your computer. It was just where it was. Now, luckily, our computer was in the kitchen, which was still accessible. You know, you might just be online at night anyway. And um, <laughs> no, I'm not telling this fucking story. <laughs> Gary was just like fighting through the fog saying, shut up, don't tell them about how when you were looking, <laughs> no, we used to have this massive chair. It was actually handy enough, right? I don't think I got caught wanking, but I um, I actually don't. I was confusing, I was confusing a memory in my head there, right? With some a story someone told me. <laughs> really, I was. <laughs> I'm having a conversation with it. This is mad. Um... But it was handy because, yes, it, you know, it was in the kitchen, a social area. So you'd be sitting there trying to have a wank and, you know, you can't be just doing that. Right. But luckily, we had a chair in our, we had a chair in the sitting room or in the, sorry, in the kitchen. Right. And I had a massive high back on it. Right. So you could, so you could, you, you were totally guarded. Like all you'd kind of see was the chair and two kind of elbows sticking out facing the computer. Right. That's all you'd see. So you wouldn't see what anyone was up to and you wouldn't even see the screen. It was almost like getting a little VR boot, or a big choo choo choo, covering the whole thing, right? <laughs> and there'd be a lot of times where you couldn't see if it was anyone behind you, so you'd be like shouting to the side, like, "Ma, ma, ma," you know. Um, clanger or zinger, you decide. Vote A three one zero two clang or A three one zero two zing. Um, whatever. Fails <laughs> on that. Did, he, did a Christian on that, man. I just machinist on, the, on that. Did a Christian bit. So, while I talk about... I wrote a load of topics, right? Because you can't be given... When you're partying, you know, you might get... Conversation might be flowing, you know? Um, <laughs> conversation might, <laughs> might be flowing. But it's always good to have someone else in the room start like a topic, right? So I have a list of topics I could talk about when high, right? I wrote a list here. Mario 64 is one of them. <laughs> Super Mario 64 for the N64 is one. Um, I have the Beatles. Just talking about the Beatles. I could do that. X-Men. How much I love X-Men. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, what's Fly of the Concords is this? I feel like... No, this is... Uh, yeah, Fly of the Concords when like... When... Before Brett, you got it going on. Fucking banger. Flight of Concord's incredible. So good. So good. The songs are just so catchy. Um, but anyway, before Brett, you got it going on. Jermaine has a list of all the things he loves about Brett. And he's reading them off. I might throw it in here. I'm definitely going to be editing this, so I might throw that in there. Your beard is good. Hmm? It's just a compliment for you, your beard. Just compliment about your beard being good. Oh, thank you. And also I have another one here. Um, you're good at finding shortcuts around this part of town. Oh, I appreciate that. But I feel like I have a list here. You know, things that we can talk about while we're high. I didn't mean, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Things we, things we can talk about when we're partying. Hang on. Fush and chips. Brit, you got it going on. Things you can talk about when you're having a party. Pop, pop, pop. You should never hear this. You should never hear recorded someone. You should never hear anyone recorded trying to figure out an accent. Um. So, yeah, I could talk about the end of the world. What I think will be the cause of the end of the world. That might be a bit dark. I'm going to write that. I wrote that ahead of time. Who am I? I wrote here ahead of time. I could talk about that. Um. Here, let me tell you about Mario 64, right? Can I? <laughs> should I? Yeah, I'm going to talk about Mario 64 for a little bit. And I might edit this out. Um. Fucking Mario 64 for me was like entering a brand. I mean, it was. It was. It was a new dimension. It was 3D. I can't believe him. <laughs> That's what's great about this. You know, I can just say oh, I'm going to talk about Mario 64 now. 
This is like being at, you know, I talk over people all the time at gaff parties. This is like the dream situation where I'm just talking, talking to people. And everyone's like, wow, he kind of knows a lot about Mario 64. But let me tell you about Mario 64, right? And the N64. Um, I, my brother had an N64 and I didn't have, I don't think I had Mario 64 for years. I think I used to play so much of it in my mate's gaff that I never bought it for myself. I used to just watch him play or play it there. Um, but think about where you're coming from. From the, <laughs> I feel like I'm debating someone who isn't here. Before Mario 64, obviously, you had 2D games. And they were all copying the original Mario, the platform game, right? So he had that. And it, the other things were just jazzed up versions of that. Everything essentially was just Super Mario Bros. Jazzed up with maybe higher speed, jump higher, you know, new costumes flying, you know, quicker, a little bit quicker. But it was still just that direction right how they did this with mario 64 just this the movement of going 3d you have mario it's like dear mario i've baked a cake for you peach and it's still looking 2d and then the camera right and mario jumps out and you hear the classic and you're just like we're back where we are and you're just like you start running. You're like, how is how am I moving? You're like fucking Jake Sully in Avatar, but it just feels natural. How am I moving like this? You know, but you're moving forward, and then you pull the thumbstick back, and you're like, whoa, you just fucking skidded a little bit, and there was like inertia in his feet, kicking up dust. You know, and then you run backwards, and then you run left, and you realize you can start running in a circle, and it's just like, and then you realize you can go wah wah yahoo right, and you can jump three times, and then you can jump back. You could do a backflip from that. I remember playing this, jumping forward, then doing a backflip, and the camera's following you. Just following you, looking up, just catching you, watching you land. And are you telling me this is Mario, and I still get to have Mario's and mushroom? I'm getting sick. <laughs> I almost broke myself there, did you hear that? And I tell you, I'm getting mad into watching... Uh, Mario 64 speedruns. <laughs> People trying to compete this game in as quick as possible. There is just, it's it just, it's so sensational, right? I'm not going to go into speedruns and go too, too deep into that, right? I don't want to alienate everyone. Speedruns is when you try and, I think I just said this, try and compete a game as fast as possible, right? And Mario 64 is a big one. Mario 64, people do speedrunning live for cash prizes, right? And there's ways of doing it with glitches, without glitches, but and all and all this stuff like. But I just find the kind of dexterity, how amazing it is that because of connection with each other, you can just have more and more niche things that people are into, like like people watching Mario videos and speedrunning videos. I lost my point. Yeah, this is my point that there's things that are so niche now that some people just finally get to reveal their genius. And some person's genius is just the fact that they could complete Super Mario 64 in like uh, with getting all 120 stars in under an hour or under two hours, right? An hour and 40 something minutes. I think someone's done that. The fact that someone can do that in every single moment. I watch speed down, speed running breakdown videos where people show the footage again, like a highlight reel, like, like, like fucking Super Sun, so Soccer Super Sunday, right? And the last Soccer Super Sunday, I, was, I don't watch this shit, right? I don't watch this. <laughs> super, Super Soccer Sunday. Is that what it's called? Where people watch football on Sky Sports, right? And you have all the lads up there, Jamie Carragher and the other fellas, right? And they watch highlights and they break it down. And as you can see here, he didn't do the triple jump. And that's cost him big time. That's like I watch videos like that, breaking it down. So you know, you know for a fact that every single mistake, like every single every single movement, they, they even break it down to the he he went forward twice there instead of going forward once. I think that's exactly the exact same example I just gave. But they can break down like that's cost him, that's cost him 17 minutes, and I love it. I think it's great. And Mario 64 is just so perfect for that. The fact that they're still getting stuff out of it now. There's just so much you can do. Like if you were to tell people exactly how you went about kind of, you know, getting a star, people would have different stories. I jumped this, I did this, I did a fucking jump, <laughs> jump again. <laughs> 
I feel like at the moment I'm being like an incredible IGN reviewer. Like IGN want to hire me because of my incredible breakdowns. I'm going to listen back to this and get sick again. And this is going to be the biggest load of fucking... Like, I think I'm, I'm sounding really cool. Like, I think I'm sounding really... Like, I know what I'm talking about here. Man, you want to hear Cantwell Breakdown 64. It was like poetry. Um, What else could I say about Mario 64 on the N64? Just great console. Great time spent. Um, What else you got? <laughs> Who am I talking to? I'm loving that Gary is like... Gary's chilled out. Gary chilled the fuck out right now. That's funny. Um, so I have some... So 11 stages of dimensions, right? <laughs> Imagine you just sat down, you're at a gap party, everyone's being real quiet. And like someone, someone ends a conversation and they're like... Yeah, it was great. Honestly, you just, you just have to see Bon Iver live. It's incredible. And then there's a bit of a lull in the conversation. We're like, oh. And then someone just says, so, so the 11 stages of dimensions, right? <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I don't know Attenbow anything. I don't know anything about anything. And I don't mean that in kind of like, you know, I think, I don't mean that in a severe negging way, right? Um, because I could always learn more. But, I think I just love absorbing tiny little nuggets of, of, of knowledge, like little, little, little Annie. <laughs> the way I said that, little, um, I like, uh, I like reading headlines and I like gauging stuff. And I like, I like not getting a full story or something. I like reading two paragraphs in, getting the gist of what I think the story is. Like, I feel like I've expertly, I've, I always skip the first two, first two paragraphs, give me the info, right? And I don't know how an actual article breaks down, but I know that out of habit that you just skip the first two to get down to the actual details. <clears throat> anyway, what am I saying? Um, articles. Mm. <laughs> the 11 stages. Yeah, that's what I was talking about, right? Um, like, I wouldn't read you. There are people who could read an entire book about the 11 stages of dimensions. And sit comfortably while I shy on about flatland theory. And they would just sit in silence and not correct me. And they just don't even, or they don't even bring it up. They're so humble. I read a, a, like a headline about flatland theory. And I'm like, you should tell everyone about fucking flatland theory. They're going to think you're class. They're going to think you're smart. And the reality is, anyway, look, I found this interesting, right? Just for my comprehension of dimensions right oh i think that was gary getting one in there right so i talked about the two dimension to three dimension with your mario and it fucking blowing like i actually i actually i will say this i don't think anything has has created the idea of 3d more in art than nothing <laughs> right Super Mario 64, I think, is the quintessential piece of art about what it's like to live in a 3D world, right? To explain the concept of 3D. You know the way you have things that want, you see art that wants to invoke emotions or create, create a sense of understanding? That, single ga that game is the single greatest piece of art that represents 3D, I have to say. <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> that is the single best piece of I'm going to say it yeah, just, why not say it again single best piece of art um to create to to evoke the evoke evoke the emotion of 3D guys can I just say something there I think that Mario 64 is the greatest piece of art to invoke the emotion of 3D and IGN if you're listening and you want to you want me to, to you know buy some <laughs> You want to hire me if you want to hire me i wouldn't want a job i wouldn't want to be a game reviewer you have to play there's a lot of time you gotta play games you know and you have to be good at games i'm dog shit at games that's going to be the massive thing hindering me when i go on to streaming they're gonna be like this guy's fucking shit <laughs> this guy's shit he literally fell down the first jump in mario bros 16 times on the trot but i love it but i love it daddy 
So that's the two dimension, the three dimension, right? Is is Mario, is Super Mario going into Mario 3D? Feel, honestly, feeling that inertia when you just started running. The anyway, so, so two, do no, actually, I think that's the same thing I'm talking about here. I saw this thing. I don't know if it was Carl Sagan on his show. Hang on. My mouth is so dry. Partying makes your mouth so dry. Right. Um, I think it was a Carl Sagan thing where it was creating. Um, there's no way I'm going to be able to explain this on a podcast. Right. What are you trying? Right. Um. So flatland theory was to explain an understanding of transferring into a different dimension. This is what I took from it, even though he definitely wasn't saying this, right? And as people are going to be listening to this, anyone who got a B1 in science is going to be listening to this being like, I have never heard that. But if I chat just shit, if I chat, <laughs> if I'm at a fireplace, a fireplace, if I'm chatting at a, why are we standing at a fire? I was trying to create, like, if we were just chatting at a party, and I'm like, we were chatting at a fireplace. <laughs> if you and me are chatting at a fireplace, right? Let's go with it. If you and me are chatting at a fireplace, I could talk at you to one person about this flatland thing, but now I'm feeling like this is broadcast. I'll tell you what I took from it, right? That, say if you draw, like, the blueprints of a house, right? Say if you see an architectural design of a house and think that is just an entire dimension. Like, say, if there was a dot that could only live in the blueprints of this house to kind of walk around, it's completely flat, right? All it knows is the thing directly in front of us, moving up or moving north, south, east, or west, looking down on a map. They can't move up above sea level or below. They can't rise above it. That's not a dimension they can access. If if that was a flatland... <laughs> no, wait, what was it? If that's flatland, then if you put your finger on it... <laughs> If someone were to put their finger on it, um, then the dots living in these blueprints plans could probably see a one-dimensional level or a one cross-section of this finger kind of pressing against. They would see the finger, but they wouldn't see it in 3D. They would only see one dimension or two dimensions of it, right? And then if, the, if you lifted up the finger, they wouldn't see that. <laughs> it would disappear. It would leave their dimension and leave their vibrational frequency. Right. So I always thought about that, if that makes sense, if that makes sense at all. So I always thought, could there be things interacting through this dimension, just jumping through one bit and then leaving on the other bit? You know what I mean? In the same way, flat boys living in the blueprints only saw the f one cross section of the finger when I put it down on the map. Right. So is there things coming? Is everything potentially are glitches that are like ma life matrix glitches, just something passing through dimensions really quickly, leaving a trail behind it, you know? Are vampires, <laughs> are things just, is that just the, the weird dimension? They just come from a weird dimension. I'm not explaining that right. Are weird lights, are objects moving through dimension? You know? Like you hear these, when UFOs, when UFOs are spotted, they seem to be able to just appear in different spots at different times, like instantaneously, not even, you know, quicker than the speed of light. Like, doom, 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 doom. And they just seem to be monitoring. They just seem to be monitoring the aliens. I'm not going into that. Aliens scare me. Aliens scare me. I'm not going. I don't want to talk about aliens, right? I don't want to talk about aliens. E.T. is horrible. I'm going to say this, right? E.T. is horrible. What a horrible little boy. What a horrible boy with his finger. He is awful. And he looks awful. And I've talked about this. I had to do a fucking, I did a fucking review of E.T. <laughs> you know, my brain's almost empty. I'm not going to lie. My brain is almost empty. To, you know, talk about things on the podcast. But it's great. I'm just emptying my brain. I'm, I'm just, how do I turn that into a bit? How do I turn that into something? I'm just, I don't need to. I could just vomit and vomit it out for an hour. You know? Not to look. I'm not taking away from it. I like the podcast. I like the podcast. Oh, do you, Tony? Yeah. Um, so what else we got? 
star signs. Are they real? I asked myself this morning to discuss later on today. Star signs. Um, yeah, look, when you're a Libran, uh, I don't know. And I don't know what Librans do. No cool Librans. I don't know anything about star signs. <laughs> but I do remember. Do we remember how to remember? Do we remember how to differentiate between astronomy and astrology? Do we remember from the other podcast? Because I just remembered. It worked. Astrology, that's interesting, is when someone's telling you about their star sign, meaning mm. that's the kind of the planets. No, that's the kind of like the star signs. <laughs> and astronomy is because me, I'm real. And so are the planets that you look at from telescopes are real. So there you go. Stick that in your junior certs. In episode 420 of, I forgot what I was talking about. Um, star signs, are they real? I think, here's how my, and you know what, I would just comfortably tell someone this, even though I've totally made this up off the top of the dome, right? And this is not just, this is not a well-held theory or ancient science or even some old, you know, Chinese astronomy, astrology, astrology, I don't know, whatever. Um, I think the reason that people are different, I think people are different with, across different star signs, right? And I think the reason is, you know, they talk about the plan. <laughs> you know, they talk about like whatever your waxing crescent is, which just always sounds like your arse. Let me tell you about waxing crescent. Stop talking about your arse. Honestly, that's all I'm visualizing here. <laughs> oh, pardon. Born on a Jupiter moon on a waxing crescent. Oh, pardon. Mm. Strology, more like. You've been so saucy about your waxy crescent. <laughs> Star signs, are they real? Yes. And the reason is, Prof Tones will spill the beans. The reason star signs are different is because of where all the planets are, right? Things that are big have a gravitational pull, right? They're all pulling. They're all pulling. We know that. We know that they're all pulling, right? These guys are like Stifler at the Debs. He's pulling. <laughs> That's a sketch. Stifler at your Debs. Edited, um, edited bits of, no, you wouldn't even need to edit it. Just someone do a Stifler impression. Stifler just fucking running off with all your, I've been so far away from the microphone. It's probably for the best. I think the gain's up too high. I think the mics um, like my fucking arms right now. The gain's up too high. <laughs> Here, sound guy. Yeah, will you do something with the mic? It's actually turning into my arms right now. Is in its fucking gains. <laughs> the fucking gains is loads, man. <laughs> See, you can just uh, you can just sit in a mic and just make yourself laugh. Here, bro, do me a favor. It's the same joke, but I want to keep saying it. Do some with that mic. <laughs> it's, it's actually oh, I forgot it. Well, luckily, I have that recorded. I, I couldn't tell you what I got distracted at. And I, I tell you, oh, Jesus, I couldn't tell you what I got distracted at. Um, do you hear that? It's kicking off outside. Is the baby just being held screaming? Ah! Imagine that, just being carried around. Like Neytiri. Imagine big tall Neytiri from Avatar was your ma. And you were just being held by her, right? She just holds you in her arms and she's just chatting to another another, another Neytiri ma at the supermarket. And you're the grown person that you are now, right? And Neytiris, they're all kind of like female avatars, right? But my ma is Neytiri. <laughs> right, retake on that. Could you imagine if you were just brought to a supermarket? No. <laughs> the baby was crying. Imagine you were just being held by your ma and your ma was like a 10 foot tall avatar and you were the grown person that you are, but she's just carrying you, chatting to another avatar woman, being carried by another full grown human being. And you're just like, ah, 
I'm bored of shopping. Cheer outside. I know that. I hear you. I hear you. Ah. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? The planets. <laughs> hey, let me tell you about the fucking planets, man. <sighs> They're not even there. Let me tell you about the fucking what the planets? You mean the fucking painting? You mean that fucking big Da Vinci up there in the sky? It's all flat, man. Space is fake. Sp Do you not hear about how space is fake, man? <laughs> Apparently the Apollo 11 just went on holiday to fucking Magaluf, man. Nah, Magaluf, I can do something. You can do better than that. Um, here, man, do you hear space is fake? I haven't looked into it, but I hear... I'm so stupid, though, honestly. And I don't... Like, I'm not... You know the way sometimes you say things to yourself and you just... You are kind of taking yourself down a little bit. Actually, do you know what? No, whatever. That's not getting... I'm not getting fucking Stockholm Syndrome with Gary telling me he can call me fucking stupid. I'm like, no, we didn't really mean it. You know you fucking call me that shit, man? Self-love, bro. <laughs> Drop the mic. Top 20... Top 20 Barack Obama mic drop moments. AOC dropping the mic. Yo, Trump. Yo, baby. Yo, fucking Tommy Pickles in the fucking playhouse. I'm dropping the mic on you. <laughs> and I want to say something to you, Mr. Trump. We are tired of how you're treating our planet, man. I want to fucking fight you, man. <laughs> Mr. Trump. I've got one question to ask you. I am, I am, <laughs> Mr. Trump, I am challenging you to a debate tonight on Twitch. <laughs> we play for all the fucking marbles, Mr. Trump, okay? You and me and the fucking winner takes the planet, okay? <laughs> Mr. Trump, how dare you? That's like eight views on YouTube. <laughs> Guy goes off on Trump. Scandy guy goes off on Trump. Mr. Trump, I know you know who I am. I know you're getting my letters. How dare you? <laughs> I've lost grasp of this character. Um, Mr. Trump, I want to. No, I'm getting this. Getting into problematic territory. Um, the planets, right? The reason a Libran. The reason a Libran is a Libran or a Sa is right because all the planets have a gravitational force. So they're all pulling from different directions, dimensions. And they're all so how would you ever get if you uh, like a walking visual 3D grid of where these gravity forces are coming from exactly? I'd say it would look fucking crazy, psychedelic, right? If you were to be able to see that. But I reckon that, like a snowflake, even more diverse than that, this pattern that you'd see, right? Because of all the different planetary systems all pulling from different directions, not to mention the big things we have here on Earth, you know? Is a truck, if I'm standing next to a truck, is that even pulling me on a little tiny gravitational level? You know? So to be able to see that pattern of everything pulling from one thing, that must mean that your, gene your genetics must look like that, right? Your genetic, your genome is probably pulled in from different fucking directions and dimensions from gravitational force. Gravitational dimensions. So my theory is that if you were to take a 3D snapshot of all the gravitational pulls and be able to kind of see them in a kind of 3D scan, I reckon it would just be this very, you wouldn't, I mean, you could never recreate it. <laughs> what am I talking about? I know what I'm talking about. I don't need to, yeah, but I'm talking shite. A geographic, a ge, uh, sorry, a geogravitational 3D thing, snap, snapshot fingerprint. <laughs> a 3D visual snapshot, three-dimensional fingerprint. Mr. President, they have a, but I completely forgot what it is. Mr. President, they have a geogravitational three-dimensional snapshot blueprint, uh, fingerprint. Well, may God have mercy on us all. 
Mr. President, Mr. President, I have got a geo. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Trump, I have got a geogravitational, uh, three-dimensional blueprint, fingerprint of your DNA. <laughs> Oh, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. I'm doing it. Hey, you're doing it. You're a, you're a party man. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's a different Libran. A Libran as Sagittarius has a different. Let's call it. Let's call it a geoflake, like a snowflake. But I'm calling it a geoflake. So that's almost like seeing the intricate snapshot. I keep saying it of a geoflake, not a snowflake, but that kind of weird kind of design. And that shows you exactly the gravitational pull were on the day that you were born, making you a waxing crescent. Um, what other things I got to talk about? Mokele Mbembe. Do you know there's a dinosaur living in the Congo? <laughs> Did I stutter? Did you know there's a fucking dinosaur living in the Congo? So Mokele Mbembe is my favorite cryptid. Cryptid is a cryptozoological animal creature that may or may not exist but it is believed to be you know general science would not accept that it believes it that it exists and my favorite of these is Mokele Mbembe um from um where is it from the Congo from the Congo um now this one is my favorite I like a lot of different cryptids and cryptozoological animals right um and I love all stuff that may or may not exist, right? I love the supernatural. I, I'll talk about this in a second. I hope I remember to. But I you know, feel like everything has an energy and energies go everywhere. And trauma has an energy and all things kind of leave an imprint somewhere. Joy has an energy and it kind of leaves a stain. I feel like we leave a stain everywhere we go. Maybe this is it, man. Maybe this is the fucking, maybe this is the geogravitational fingerprint, blueprint, 3D scan snapshot that I'm talking about. <laughs> maybe that's the energy that we leave anyway so I believe ghosts are like examples of an area or our three dimensional space reacting to an energy shift that they can't really that's so out of whack it's like <sighs> static bad static coming from a bit of trauma <laughs> again we're at this party right and I've grabbed your attention again and I'm talking about this and there's some girl I'm chanting and I'm like I feel like hey we've got energy you know we have energy everywhere we go we have energy when we're sad. And we have energy when we're right here, when I have my hand on your leg. <laughs> it's crazy, right? This energy between us. I feel it. You know? But sometimes it's energy that's out of whack. Sometimes energy is out of whack. And then, what? You can't, it's vibration that we can't even understand. It. It's like static. It's like, <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> just gully and interface. <laughs> you know, static. Um, <clears throat> what was the saying? Yeah. So that's what I believe ghosts are, right? And um, so I like the supernatural. Ghosts, I'm not that into. I like things that may or may not be real. I love the X-Files. I love the Monster of the Week. And I'm particularly drawn by just other animals that we don't understand. You know, yeah, you could put Terry, be like, hey, we watch this Bird of Paradise thing. Although I do love watching bird, Birds of Paradise videos. <laughs> Some impression of a Bird of Paradise flapping a, an umbrella. <laughs> Ding. That's my bird of paradise. So I like seeing things I've never seen before, right? Um, but I like them being... I like things before they're cool, because I'm cool like that, right? So I also like things before they're technically put into the animal kingdom. As soon as you tell me a chupacabra's real, least favorite. Don't like it. Least favorite animal, right? So... I like them now, now that they're a bit underground, you know, now that before, you know, NME have done an interview with them, do you know what I mean? Before they're mainstream. That's what I'm into. That's the cryptids that I'm into. And the reason <laughs> I'm saying this, I keep saying this like I've been asked a different question. Like I'm answering, like I've been answered a different question. Um, but Mackenzie and Bembe is my favorite cryptid because essentially it could exist because it has existed. Okay. And what I mean by that is. It could, I'm a great presenter, I'm a great presenter. It could exist because 
it has existed. <laughs> now, what I mean by that is, it's... Oh, I should... Hang on, see if I have my Kelly and Bembe notes. Are, Tony, is this, a, is this an unscripted episode of... Um, of um, Sexy Beasts? What do you know? I have the notes here. I mean, is, can I do this? Is this mad? I want to talk about it, and I want to remember what I, what I, the research I did on it when we looked into my podcast. So that's not, you know, it's kind of an unscripted episode of, of Sexy Beasts here. Um, so, Roy, McKellie and Bembe, this is what I remember from my notes. McKellie and Bembe is essentially um, a brontosaurus slash brachiosaurus. You know the dinosaurs, you know them dinosaurs with a long bleeding necks, that neck! Shouting at a brontosaurus, neck! Two brontosaurus, two brontosauruses were having a scrap about some dog grooming business. What you, neck! Was it a dog grooming business? I don't remember. Anyway, the neck of you. I've never been able to do a good impression of that. Just, my voice is too low. Um. Anyway, it's essentially a big old brontosaurus slash brachiosaurus the big long necked and the biggest of the dino clan the dinosaurs right dinosaurs um so basically how do I, do I remember this it's a sauropod right body of an elephant but the cock of a man <laughs> and of course this small cocked elephant <laughs> With the body of an elephant, but the cock of a man. <laughs> ah, the small cocked crocodile. With the body, with the body, you see, you see now. With the body of a, <clears throat> oh, oh, oh. With the body of a crocodile, but the cock of a man. Um... I see. I'm so deluded that I think I have an Attenborough impression. Um, someone said this to me. I think my mate Kieran said this, or my mate Joe. And I'm so sorry when I talk. I talk about my friends on this because obviously I've run out of material on myself. Um, but when I say um, I might, I'm, I misremember. I misremembered something the other day. It was actually my mate Paddy, right? Now I make Kieran, but we did listen to it together. My mate Paddy, who had the scratch disc, the Irish owl. You know, hey, hey. Cute Revisited. Bits revisited with Tony Cantwell. Do 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 Oh, I think it's what's I start singing Sabrina. And do 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 Oh, if only we could fly Flip Biscuit style. Um I just had that. I had that I had to do that. Guys, just bloody hard to. I'm bloody mad like that. What was I talking about? McKelly and Bembe. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. McKelly and Bembe. The body of an elephant, but the cock of a man. <laughs> Is its cock a man's? Then we can kill it. <laughs> Is the elephant's cock an elephant cock? Is a man's, then we can kill it. If it can bleed like a man, it can die like a man. <laughs> oh. I want more of him. I want to figure that out. That's a bit I want to develop. Um. If it's got a cock like a man, we can kill it. Anyway, it has magical powers. <laughs> Basically, right? Um, okay. So, geez, we used to do some really good work here, Jago. Um, 
The notes here in this McKinley and Bembe, they're so concise. Um, anyway, way down deep in the middle of the Congo, there's a big brontosaurus fucking shit up. And he really fucks some shit up, right? Apparently, the the people of the Congo, I, I believe um, the southeast rainforest in Cameroon, not Congo, what? The Congo River. That shows what I know. It's in fucking Cameroon. I'm so, so sorry, guys. I'm actually in shock. I've let you down. No, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Anyway. Um, Mbembe. So the locals say they've come in contact with him. And they describe him, the name Mukele Mbembe. And even the word raptor means bird of prey. He'll come across and slit your belly, spilling your guts out. <laughs> and across the belly. I can see your belly. Um, have I talked about that in this podcast? I don't know. We're Sir, Pat- Sir Patrick Stewart's clanger. When James Corden was slagging him off, I have talked about it. I'll say it again just in case. When James Corden kind of brought Patrick Stewart up, didn't, inter- didn't introduce him properly, and then Patrick Stewart was all like, you know, we probably introduced where I come from, and just so you know, I was sitting across the room there, and from there I could see your belly. <laughs> Ooh, shit, clanging that shit. I could see your belly. Anyway, Mokele Mbembe is um, he's the size of an elephant. <laughs> but it, let's just say his cock is not an elephant, right? And um, ugh, it's gross. I'm so gross. I'm so gross. I'm so blue. Right? I need to rein that in. Um, basically, they've said that the, the locals here in the southeast rainforest of Cameroon, have come in contact with what they say is a big old dinosaur. They don't necessarily know what a dinosaur is, but they're letting you know this is what it looks like. And they're like, hey, by the sounds of things, that sounds like a dinosaur, right? And even the word Mikele Mbembe means uh, one that stops the flow of rivers, right? Great name, right? Wish that was my name. It's not always about you, Tony. It's not always about you, right? Um, Territorial by some accounts, right? And this thing... So, this is the thing. You think Brachiosaurus, Brontosaurus, you're probably eating grass, right? You're probably eating leaves. Well, a couple of corpses of some unfortunate tribesmen. That sounds like it's a salacious article. Ooh, well, the unfortunate tribe, uh, unfortunate corpses of a bunch of tribesmen. Uh, Ooh. Who's, sorry, if this is meant to be like a scandalous gossip, right? Then why is someone who sounds like fucking Nigel Thornberry saying it? Is he working for fucking heatmagazine.com? Heat Magazine was another surprise one. You could find some scantilating um, images. What am I talking about? Anyway, um, scantilating images. Is that even a word? Anyway, there was a couple of bodies washed up ashore. Um, the ribs crushed, showing no signs of being eaten, which is consistent with this whole McKelly and Bembe vegetarian diet, right? So here's the evidence. Ivan T. Sanderson, right? Extraordinaire. This guy is like the literal fella that they base up about. <laughs> It was sounded it sounded confirmed to that. <laughs> so, um, thank you for letting me do this. Trinity College, I never went here, but thank you very much for having me in uh, to do this film lecture. <sighs> Ivan T. Sanderson, zoologist extraordinaire they based up about. <laughs> yeah. Um, what am I saying? Um, yeah, Ivan T. Sanderson, right? This guy is the guy, like the guy who used to go the, you know, all around the world, finding different things, finding different things. He was just saying, like, I can guarantee that there are types of birds in there we've never seen. I know for a fact that this is a giant. I don't know if it was on the telly. I don't remember what era this was. I don't know Anne, right? Um, sorry, I'm just fixing, <laughs> fixing my balls. Um, so Ivan T. Sanderson, right? He was always chasing after the cryptids. He was going all around the world to try and find, um, to try and find different cryptids. <laughs> What's uh, my concentration? Right, all right. I know we're, we're doing this. We're going to get through this. I'm going to tell you about Michele and Bembe, and then well, we'll see where we, we'll see where we go. Um, he says what he saw for himself when he went to Cameroon, the rainforest. I'm so so sorry, guys. I misrepresented you. Imagine people were saying that the Dubberku was. Um, imagine they said that the fucking Dobberku was English. I'd kick off, man. Dobberku, for people who don't know, is giant otter. This thing should be on our fucking currency. This thing. This is Irish. This is Ireland's Bigfoot. 
you should be going out to fucking Shannon and you're going to Leitrim and going along the Shannon trying to trying to hunt for giant otters. There should be massive tour boats, you know? That's another idea. No one poach. <laughs> anyway, I get them all out. They're in the public sphere. Does that mean people can use them? Anyway, um, what was I saying? Yeah. So, I'm sorry. You're from Cameroon, McKelly um, and Bembe. So, zoologist Ivan T. Sanderson said that he actually saw the beast himself and the image is burned in his retinas forever. Um, he said it looked like it had hippo-sized footprints. Um, no, he didn't say this at all. I'm trying to read this like it was written this way. He, um, oh, so all he basically saw was like a large body dip beneath the water. Now, hang on, let me beat this up because I feel like I let you down there. I got you all hyped up. What he saw, let me tell you what this motherfucker saw. This motherfucker saw a hippo, but 20 times the size of a hippo. I'm making some of this up but I need to be salacious because I let you down. No, he saw a big large body dip beneath the water and didn't come back up. I keep saying stuff like that. What's up with my rhythm? Dip, 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 I didn't bib it up. Hang on, a bit more water. God, I gotta look after my voice. Do you hear it? This is my money maker. That and these fucking dick sucking lips. <laughs> Um, anyway, here, listen. Um, so another sighting. 1948, British soldiers in Lake Burumbi in Cameroon witnessed two creatures come out of the water with a 15-foot neck. The neck! One had a horn and one didn't. And they had Charlie, Sh- Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Scaly skin. <laughs> and they had Charlie Sheen with them. A tiger blood. I'm riding the... I'm, you know what I'm getting off on these days? Fucking Kelly and Bembe horns, tiger blood, <laughs> winning. I'm riding McKelly and Bembe. He's getting high off fucking, fucking, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I got so excited that I found a bit. <laughs> tiger blood. Okay, they're finding. Yeah, yeah. And I'm in McKelly and Bembe sucking on his fucking horn, getting high, winning, <laughs> winning. <laughs> Anyway, in nineteen ninety two there was a Japanese expedition. They need to change the words expedition and exhibition too close. You're just confusing people making it look stupid. Next <laughs> Japanese expedition. Expedition and expo- exposition. That's what I was talking about. Exposition, expedition, and exhibition. One needs to be called fucking you know. Expo Alright, let's change them up because they're too they're too close, right? Exhibitch is because you probably say no, um ex ex expedition. No. Exhibition. No. Ex <laughs> Jesus Christ. And ex I've lost the meaning of all of them. Ex ex what's the one where there's like a guy? exhibition. Exhibition, right? Exhibition, I'm changing up. I'm not saying exhibition anymore, I'm saying exhibitch. Because I'm hitting up this bitch, I'm hitting up this exhibition. I'm a cool dude, right? I drink white wine, and I'm hitting up the exhibition. <laughs> I'm getting the fucking Lewis in for the exhibition, you capiche? And um, and then expedition, I'm gonna call expod. Um, I'm gonna shorten that. And exposition, I'm gonna keep. Exhibition, exhibition, expedosh. Expedosh is the one. Expedosh, expedi, exabitch, <laughs> and I have me. I have to get one out to ex, exposage is the new one for exposition, right? So exposage. Hey, this fucking movie. This fucking movie. Why does he keep telling me about this guy and his backstories? Too much exabitch, man. Capish. Get on with it. Um, if you're going out for an exhibition, you'd say. I'm hitting up the old the old Hockney exhibit. Last time I was there, it made me feel like I was walking through the fucking forest, man. <laughs> Are we hitting up this Hockney exhibit? And then um, expedish is me and the lads are getting a team together to hunt McKelly and Bembe in Jap- Japan. <laughs> We're going on a Michele Mbembe expedosh. Did y'all heard me? 
So a Japanese expedition, expedosh, should I say, supercalifragilistic, expedjapanese, expedosh, supercalifragilistic, 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 expedosh, nah, it doesn't fit, leave it with me. Um, they said they, they had 15 second footage. I think that got burned or something. I haven't looked into it. Expedosh in, in 2003. So I'm 18 foot. This is fucking. I suppose I just need a structure to go by, right? Here's another one. 1986. Rory Nugent was exploring the largest swamp in Africa and he witnessed a neck coming out of water. He took photos and was ordered at gunpoint by the natives to stop and destroy the photos as he was disturbing Makale and Bembe. And here's another one, 1979, Reverend Eugene Thomas, right? Apparently, he, this is the story he told in 1979, but it happened in 1959, that the Pygmies had built a large high fence around their home, massive, apparently, to protect the village from what they said was a long-necked beast eating their fish. Something broke it, um, something broke the fence and the Pygmies killed it, and they ate the meat and all who ate it died, right? So they're not making that up. The, the, the lad who wrote it down might have been making it up, but they're not making that up. Um, and people, oh yeah, there's, you can see the kind of remains of these old villages that have been lost to time over years. They just have these massive spiked fences being like, get it out, get out. Um, so there's a guy in film, right? And I saw this and he says, we see him. He comes to the edge of the river. We don't go fishing or use those days to fix our nets and boats. No, wait, said that wrong. Fuck. You can hire me for an acting job or an ad. A guy on film says, we see him. He comes to the edge of the river. We don't go fishing. We use the days to fix our nets and boats. Only when he leaves do we go fishing. Yeah, we see him. Yeah, he comes to the edge of the river. We don't go fishing. No, we use those days to fix our nets and boats. Only when he leaves do we go Do we go fishing. There's no one. Yeah. Here's my range, right? Yo, we've seen him, man. We see him. Comes to the edge of the river, bro. Yo, we don't go fishing. We don't use those days to fix our nets and boats. Only when he leaves do we go fishing, man. <laughs> uh, we see him. Uh, yes, he comes to the edge of the river. Um, we, we don't go fishing. Um, we use our days to fix our nets and boats. Um, only when he leaves should we ever go fishing. I want to try that again. We see him. We see he comes to the edge of the river. We don't go fishing. Uh, we use those days to fix our nets and boats. Uh, only when he leaves do we then go fishing. So one of the evidence pieces against is paleontologists have said that an animal like this, for an, for an animal like this to exist, there must be a large herd. And then that means a massive breeding population. That's, you know, so we're windy everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it's my favorite cryptid because it could exist because it has existed before, right? Um, so yeah, I don't know. Hang on, do I have any more things I can talk about just to kind of close it out? That's Michele and Bembe, my favorite cryptid because it may exist because it's already existed. Um, let's see, list of things to talk about. The Beatles or Marvin Gaye might save because it seems like. I might be giving myself away here, but it seems like you can play a bit more music on the Patreon to host it there and less likely to get in trouble, you know. Um, Where's Gary coming from? Is he a voice from my past? That's what I wrote. That's a question I wanted to throw myself in the fucking deep end with. I'm not doing that shit. Um, what's the next evolved human going to look like, right? That's a question I asked myself earlier today. <laughs> it's, a, it's a question I ask myself every day and I say, do you know what? You're fucking looking at him. <laughs> What's the next? People always ask me, they say, Tony, what's the next evolved human going to look like? I say, did I stutter? <laughs> People are always saying, Well, what is the next evolved human being going to look like? I tell you what I do. I put two thumbs up, point at myself, and I say, did I stutter? <laughs> oh, that's another gag. That's another quality gag. Who's this guy? What would we call this guy? The gag writer. The silly billy gag writer in here. We'll call him... Hey, when you introduce me, can you introduce me as Joker? <laughs> hey, <laughs> when you 
bring me out there. Can you bring me out as Joker? Hey, Joker. He wants to be called Joker now. Oy vey. Who's this guy? Um, look, that's what that's the next evolved human being. I'm not going to be able to top that. You're, you're looking at him. Did I stutter? Um, anyway, this has been fun. I've had fun hanging out with all you guys. Um, hmm. Yeah, interesting. This will be an interesting edit, you know? Did I like Fraser Crane? Let it all hang out. Even though I don't think that's even a line from Toss Salad Scrambled Eggs. But I always think of it as letting it all hang out. Even though I don't think that's that. Anyway, um, this is a very obnoxious podcast. Nope. No. No. You're not having that. Anyway, um, come here to me. You come here to me. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. This has been fun. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs> guy this is fucking i feel like a, i feel like a boy who's just come out of the shower you know you come out of the shower and your mac combs your hair over and you're all real clean and you're like a, the clean boy i feel like i'm the clean boy right now thanks very much everyone for coming out and for listening to the podcast and i'm a little clean boy and um yeah that's look after whatever i don't know that i love you goodbye <laughs>